Hello and welcome back my partners in crime, welcome back to Murder Analyzed. Thank you for joining me again today. Now today's case is a true crime, again a solved true crime and this is the case of Grace Packer, a 14 year old girl that was murdered in the USA, Pennsylvania in 2016. She was murdered by her adopted mother, by the adopted mother's boyfriend also. So this case is going to be graphic right because I'm not holding back at all in this case this case needs to be told because of the failings really within this case so this is what this case is all about so if this case isn't for you there's much more that you can watch on murder analyze but as I say this case is going to be graphic because of the of the murder and the torture and the abuse that this girl suffered is horrific right it is horrific but this is true real life horror for this 14 year old girl. Now the reason I wanted to do this case because Grace's brother Josh put out a statement after this was all finalised stating really that he could, he wanted to you know fight the grief that he had and he wanted something to be done. He wanted people or in his words adults to know what's happened to stop other children this happening to other children around the world. Now I put the statement up again about him up there what he said and I actually agree we are far aren't we to you know we don't want to hear what's really going on but in this case we're not only going to talk about the failings um, or about the murder of Grace but also the failings in the system to protect this child that wasn't just placed with this family once she was then replaced back with this family which in the end ended up in her murder so as you know I haven't got a lot of respect for different agencies because I don't believe that even though they promote <clears throat> that they have you know you know laws that protect children and they have all this stuff you know duty of care to a child and you know all these policies and procedures that these people have you know to protect a child that's really I think you know only to make society feel better about the laws that surround children because obviously we've had many many of these cases and these even though all these policies and procedures are in place all these laws to protect children are in place children are still dying in this horrific way day in and day out across the world so this highlights all of that but before we start on the grace packet case i'd like to just say thank you to all the new subscribers to the channel how lovely of you to do that, it's really lovely and we are really appreciative of it. Now as you can see I am very busy and at the moment and I have done for the last sort of year because Lace is on her GCSEs and stuff in her drama school learning the, the trade of editing and everything because that's what she wants to do uh, when she's finished her schooling. So I edit and I produce and I make every single thing that you see on this channel anyone that knows about editing would know that this is not an easy thing to do when we do such large cases um, like you know this and other ones that we've put up so please bear with me when I don't answer your comments straight away I am trying to get through them and um, I will eventually do it also always look on the community page because on there you will see things and I will thank majority of you I'll try and sum up some of the questions in one go um, rather than answering individuals but listen thank you really appreciate it and um, you know I hope you stick with us so anyway let's get on with this case now this case is the life or the horrific life and death of Grace Packer
So listen, Grace and George, didn't she? This are absolutely um, unimaginable life of pain and suffering uh, throughout her very young life. Don't forget this girl was murdered at 14 years old. You know, it, it, but the pain and suffering that she suffered up until her death, it's just heartbreaking to me and I know it would be to your, you as viewers and listeners of this this case it is shocking now as i've said grace was um murdered so she was murdered uh, decapitated actually dismembered and everything else that happened to grace and tortured um by her stepmother sarah packer and sarah packer's boyfriend jacob um sullivan now you'll see some pictures of them up and and stuff like that um it, it's this is horrific right it's horrific so Grace was allowed to remain with Sarah throughout her life due to the carelessness and recklessness, really, of um, different services or various services throughout, you know, case, Grace's life. Because when you are fostered, you're fostered for a reason, aren't you? So she was taken away from her mother at a young age. I think her and her brother was placed in the care, first of all, as... Um, foster children in the care of um, Grace, uh, Sarah and David Packer at the age, quite a young age. Then things happened in the family um, with David Packer who ended up going to prison, we'll talk about him in a minute, and that's where now Grace then was placed back into the care of Sarah Packer. This should never have happened should never have happened so it's you know there's a lot going on in this case apart from just the murder we have to talk about don't we the different services that failed this child and this is happening all over the world where we have failures from systems like social services the police and everything you know when they go out and they remove children away from their home from one reason or another because they say it's for the safety of that child, the protection of that child, then for that child to be placed into the care of people much worse than the families these were taken away from. It's, it's shocking really, but it happens. So I'm not really going to go into why Grace was taken and her brother was taken at such a young age. There is some mental health involved, I think, with the mother. There was some drugs I think involved with the father but these parents of Grace and her younger brother fought to try to keep these children but they lost so the people they lost to then placed Grace in more danger than she was ever in in the family home now we hear these stories don't we over and over again and this is what makes this case so shocking when we remove children when we use policies and procedures and laws to remove children, but then to lax them laws, to place them in the care of people that are far worse than the homes they've been removed from. It's, it's shocking, really. So in 2004, Grace was placed in the care of this Sarah and this David Packer. Now in 2007, uh, when she was six years old, Sarah and David Packer formally really then adopted Grace. So they went from fosters to, from 2004 to 2007 till they then became the adopted parents of not only Grace but also of her brother. Now on two separate occasions Grace's foster siblings reported that um, 
the foster and adoption agency that Grace was being regularly abused by the Packers. So we had, the problem is with the Packers, this Sarah and this David Packer, they were sex offenders. He was, definitely. Now, they had fostered around 30 children at this time and there were already reports coming in in this time that of this abuse was going on to children, young children. And it turns out that um, in, September 20, in September 2010, when Grace was nine years old, David Packer was charged with raping Grace and another minor female foster child, not related to Grace in any way, in the Packer home. Now, I think Sarah was also um, investigated in this as well. Now, listen, we have many people that abuse children and their partners and that do not know nothing about it, right? It happens a lot. These people are very clever. These pedophiles are very clever um, to hide what they're doing from people very, very close to them. We've seen it a lot. But I think as we look through this case, you will see that this Sarah Park Packer is so not innocent. She's not innocent at all in this. And this is why I really try and highlight about these sort of predators, these female predators, sexual predators. Because this is exactly what Sarah Packer was. She was a female paedophile. Now she may not have touched them child, uh, children herself, but she liked to watch. And that really comes out later on as we look into Grace's case in detail of this woman. She didn't only like to watch, she instigated a lot of it and she would like to direct what happens to these children. Now remember, these kids were five, six years old. Five, six years old. And it turns out with Grace, what happened was Grace used to be tied to the bed at night, tied, tied up, so she couldn't get away. Now, you see a photo of this David Packer. He's quite a very large man, and we're now talking about a very tiny six-year-old child, aren't we, really? Tied to a bed, knowing probably what's going to happen to her, because it's happened many times before. Now, David and Sarah's bedroom was opposite Grace's room, the room where not only Grace slept, but also other children that they had fostered had slept, right? So you can imagine Grace is tied to this bed with the door open and when David felt the need, the urge to do what he wanted to do, to rape a six-year-old child, he would get out of his bed, walk across the corridor into her room and rape her at six years old. Now, no doors shut, no nothing. Sarah said she didn't know anything about this and everything. They believed her already. I think even her brother or her brother-in-law was also investigated in this crime. So really, in the end, this is why um, I don't think Grace said anything. I think it was about the other victim in this case of this David Packer that actually said that she had been abused by them. So listen, this, went, this man went to prison. I'll put up a slide and tell you how much time he got. But really, I think for the offences against uh, Grace, 
where he was raping this child tied to this bed. He really served about 18 months in total. So here we go, where I'm talking about when we have these people like David Packer being arrested and we have young victims that are, have been um, sexually abused by this sort of person in this home, a foster home at the time. You know, don't forget they fostered 30 children. We don't know if anything else happened to any other children. It looks like they were only interested in girls. They certainly wasn't interested in boys. Um, Grace's brother, Josh, had much better time uh, of it. Grace was really disliked from the minute she entered that home. So his fascination, this David, was on young girls at this sort of age. And when we give these people, you know, he got like, I think, five and a half years or whatever with, you know, serving time, you know, but for actual Grace's case, it looks like he only done 18 months. You know, and uh, it annoys me with the law, right? Because we have these people, we put them away. You can put them on a sex offenders register when they're done and everything when they're out, but you've released this person now, knowing what they've done. The laws against offences against children should be extreme, right? There's no cure for these people, right? It isn't like he's been caught. He may not have the option anymore to get children to foster to, you know, the most vulnerable children already coming into this household that this man abused, as well as Grace. You know, we've now let him out and we've now put him on a sex offenders register and hope that's, that's it. The laws have to change, it's as simple as that, I think, and I believe that, and I'm really harsh on paedophiles because I know the damage that they can cause, not only physical damage, but mental damage, you know, psychological damage, really, what they can cause to these children. So let's go back to Grace. So Grace was removed from the home while this investigation went on. He went to prison, um, Sarah, and uh, got off really tap on the hand but she did lose her job and she actually worked for an adoption agency can you believe it so yeah we have paedophiles really again infiltrating don't we into all areas of life and this is why she found it so easy then to foster and adopt children because her job made that easy on the surface on the outside life to to me and you these people look like the upstanding members of society these people are predators and they were terrible predators but at the moment let's take now david packer out of this situation now a few months later after all this has happened and he's gone to prison grace was then placed back into the care of sarah packer because no one suspected this woman of being anything but an innocent party in this. And I keep educating people and trying to say that females are just as much predatory as a male is. And this is really the case here. This highlights this case. I think this highlights it. So Grace has now been placed back in there. Now, Sarah didn't like Grace really to begin with. I think it was the welfare payment that she had of um, 780 something dollars a month that she was more interested than caring for someone like Grace. She didn't like her. Plus now we know that Grace has been placed back in there but Sarah has lost her husband hasn't she now 
so now she despises Grace, despises her, despises her, or didn't like her, now despises her. Now what do you think is going to happen? So I think it was 2010. Now Grace was about nine years old by the time all this was finalised, right? So we're talking about a nine-year-old child now. Nine-year-old. Having to face a woman, really, that had lost her job. So then we have to think, yes, she's lost her job, but she's also now, this Sarah, never allowed to have another foster child or have any connect or any connection with any child again, right? So, you know, I think this is a bit contradictory when you think about it, because they've said that she can't have any other child because, you know, the relationship that she had with him and um, with with this David, but they've put Grace back into her in about 2010, this nine-year-old girl. So this is 2010. So Sarah, we don't know if she had gone back with David at some point because she wouldn't have been allowed David in that home. We don't know, right? We, no one knows. But it looks like um, if she did, she didn't bring him back to the home. But in about 2013, she met a man called Jacob Sullivan. So in 2013, right, a few years gone now so you know Grace is probably now about 10 11 that sort of age maybe a bit older he sort of moved in we don't really know what went on in that home to tell you the truth then uh, Grace was sometimes staying with aunts and different things but in 2016 on the 8th of July 2016 Sarah Packer and Jacob Sullivan decided really to murder Grace in this rape murder fantasy that they had going on. So what they done, they took Grace to a rented property. So as they've arrived in this rented house, they've drugged Grace now, this Sarah and this Jacob, they drugged her. Then Jacob has punched her quite a big man, see by his photos, unhealthy man, but a big man has punched this girl so hard five times in the face, it's knocked her out. Then they dragged her to the top of the house, to the attic room in the top of the house, where it is now boiling, right? The house is boiling. Plus then they turned heating on up there because their plan, you see, was to rape and murder this child to fulfill Jacob's fantasies. This is what this Sarah wanted us to believe at the beginning. It's all about his fantasies, isn't it? So they took Grace then upstairs to this attic room where Jacob has literally fulfilled every fantasy this sick man had on this girl. She was tortured, she was multiply raped. Every orifice of her body, right, was injured by this man everywhere he done everything to this child this 14 year old child that you could think of now here's the worst bit grace's mother maybe adopted but she was her mother sat not only watched but directed him to what she wanted him to do to that child because don't forget she despised grace this girl was begging, screaming for help 
from this mother. Help me, help me. But no help come. She just encouraged this Jacob to do it. Now as they was doing that, they was discussing in front of this child whether they should murder her then or keep her in this attic as a sex slave for this Jacob Sullivan so he could use and abuse this girl over and over again. That's what they wanted to do. But then they thought, hmm, we may be caught for that. We may be caught for that. We're just killer. So then after this girl is terribly tortured and abused, beaten, beaten to where she's nearly dead, they've hogtied her. They've put a ball in her mouth, a ball, you know, to stop her screaming in her mouth, hogtied her up and thought, you know what, we're going to leave you to die. So the heating's been whacked up. Then for hours, these two went out, hoping that when they'd return, that Grace would be dead. That's what they thought was going to happen. But we are talking about a 14 year old here that had already been abused all her life, right? Yes, she was terribly injured. She really was. But her heart, you see, as a 14 year old is strong. She's fighting back. She's actually, why they've been out, untied herself. She's got free from the hog ties, right, that she was in. But she was so injured when she was trying to escape, she couldn't. And then they turned up. So then, that's it. She can't even die. This is what this Sarah has said. So then she tells Jacob Sullivan to strangle her. And that's what he did. And then they think, hmm, what are we going to do with the body? So they get a load of cat litter and they put trays down and they put Grace's dead body on the cat litter. So the cat litter then would take up all the body fluids that were coming from Grace as she lay there dead in this boiling attic room <laughs> to take away the smell. And they left her there for three weeks. Until then they decided we need to get rid of the body. So then they decide to get a saw, a body saw, and literally hack this girl's body up, including the decapitation of this 14-year-old girl. Now, in the whole point of this case is that Sarah Packer is as much a predator and as much to blame for this, if not worse, than him, because she encouraged it. She wanted his fantasies fulfilled. I don't believe that she wanted his fantasies fulfilled because he was going to leave her. Listen, she was the main instigator here. Sarah, the mother, the, the adoptive mother. She was. She was. It was all bullshit that she was trying to say about this man. Yes, he deserves everything he's, well, everything he got because I'll tell you now, he's dead now. But he is an abuser he is a sexual offender he is the worst predator of all kind but so is her she is terrible this was her own child that she had fostered and adopted and meant to have cared for and this is what i'm saying about this system we have took this child once away from someone that really fought to keep their children even though they had some issues with mental health and stuff and we have placed this child in the care of these people who on the out you know to outside world seem great don't they but the abuse of this woman so now we know 
that Sarah Packer and David Packer at the time when Grace was only six or younger and the other children that were in their care, she was as much a part of that as he was. But she got off prosecution then because we still not, do not believe that females can be these sort of killers. Paedophiles are not the ones that, you know, not only the ones that do the act. They either encourage, direct, you know, manipulate people to do what they want. Sarah Parker, Packer liked to watch. That was how she got off on that. She is a paedophile, without a doubt, this woman. And if this woman had not done this murder to Grace, there'd have been many more children placed in her care and my gosh, what was happening to them? This is shocking. So about after about three or four weeks, they've took, they've cut her up and they've took Grace and then dumped her in some, um, you know, field, you'll see a, a thing up there, just discarded her like she was nothing, really. And then they thought, hmm, we'll have to say, you know, because the girl's not going to school, the family's not seeing her, people are asking where she is. So, Grace has not been seen now, I think, probably for a couple of months, right? And then Sarah Packer decides that she should ring the police and report her daughter as missing. And then tells them, really, that she wants to, um, you know, there was a row that ensued. And, you know, Grace is this troubled child. You know, she's, you know, sort of won't do as she's told. She's disobedient. And because... Um, Sarah had told her something that she didn't like she'd run off so the police took statements and stuff and um, really um, it was about two months actually before they even realized that hang on she's reported this child missing this is the police but she hasn't done anything else they asked her to send in photographs of Grace of course because she's a missing child she's 14 that Sarah had never done it. That Sarah actually hadn't told people, people that distant relatives, you know, that used to inquire about Grace. She hadn't actually told them anything, even that Grace was missing. Really, she hadn't. So the police then, after a couple of months, and this is where another failing with the police come, because when we have a missing child, even though they're 14, and even though they could have run away or whatever, the police have a duty of care to investigate what has gone on with that case. So two months later the police realised, hang on a minute, we've had nothing from this woman, we only got a photo to put out about this girl. So then they've gone to look for Sarah Packer and then find that she's moved. So then the police are thinking, hang on a minute, <laughs> we have a 14 year old missing, we have a woman that's reported her missing about two months prior, who stated at that time that she would drop off to the police station, you know, all the law enforcement offices, however you want to call it, wherever they are in the world, photographs and information to help in the search for Grace. But this is a failing. This is where all these failings now start to come out, right? Because two months is a long time. You know, and the police then go, don't they? She's not there. Now they're looking for this woman. They finally find this woman. You know, and actually it's about by phone. I think they contacted her by phone and she did uh, drop in the photograph or a photograph of Grace but that was it but then you see I think it was on the 31st of October that Grace's body was found then so now now this case opens up doesn't it 
now it opens up. So because of the way that Sarah Packer was behaving towards the disappearance of Grace, she really became the main suspect in this case very, very quickly, very, very quickly. And so did then her boyfriend, this Jacob Sullivan, because really they were the last ones to see her alive. They hadn't really took much care on how, you know, or to push this you know, um, investigation forward on the disappearance of Grace. So really, you know, there's red flags here right the way along. Also then the records come up about David Packer and everything else. So now we're looking for um, someone that's murdered a child. And also, really, to tell the truth, I don't think there was any other suspect other than these two at that time. Now, they were arrested. And um, I think, really, when you think about it, they were arrested. And I think he, in 2017, as this was all going through, because she was denying it, and she was actually put out on Bauer. Bauer's about 100,000 or 200,000. It was dropped then, uh, and she was bowed out. Because they didn't think again, right, that she, Sarah Packer, had anything to do with the murder of Grace. They assumed that it was Sullivan that had done all this. Because again, in the, you know, mindset of people, Women don't do this sort of thing, do they? So in the end, Sarah breaks and says, listen, you know, it, we did do it, and I'd done it because he made me do it. I didn't want to lose him, meaning Jacob Sullivan, right? Didn't want to lose him. Um, so he wanted to do these fantasies and everything, and really, um, I gave him grace to do this. Now, in 2017, around this time, when they were being questioned for all this, both of them tried to commit suicide and take their own lives, right? So, luckily, both survived, for now. Both survived. And now, when Jacob was in hospital, after that attempt to take his own life, he told the nursing staff everything. And this is how we really know about what really happened to Grace. Is because of his statement to the medical staff and he took his he tried to take his own life because he felt guilt no he didn't feel guilt he was caught and he didn't want to face the rest of life in prison really or you know be put to death because that's exactly what happened to him um, so really but he at least he told the whole story which then brings us back to David Packer who didn't at that point to tell the whole story he took the blame for everything to do with that offenses against some children um earlier on when these kids were young these foster kids you see jacob's story sullivan jacob sullivan's story involved sarah packer as an instigator loved it wanted it he wouldn't he isn't going to leave her she was sort of the one in charge he didn't want to lose her, you know. So yes, he did. He did. He explained exactly what he did to Grace in in great detail. But he also then implicated Sarah Packer as the one that really enjoyed it. She loved it. So we now we know that she was watching with David um, 
Pecker all them years ago. We know she was watching and she enjoyed that watch. That's what makes her a paedophile and a predator, a sexual predator of children. She may not want to do the act, but she certainly wants to watch it. So listen, both these people went to court. There was two separate cases, actually. They, they didn't charge them together. Um, they really trialed separate trials for them. Now he got um, death row, really. Now, don't forget, as I said, he'd already tried to take his own life in 2017. He was also a very unfair, overweight man, and he died, I think, in natural causes uh, in 2020. So that's one down out of the three, one gone. She, though, got, I think, 52 years and then another 102 years, and you'll see the slides on what she got for her part in this crime. But she'd done a deal, right? She'd done a deal to tell things about you know um jacob sullivan which was really in the end a load of lies so she got away with the death penalty in this case right she did that's what she did she got away with it really and so she got life in prison um she when she was in prison a lot of the inmates have said when she was in prison that she believes that um grace was a non-entity by this point she couldn't even stand her she didn't care what happened to her and she actually enjoyed what had happened so after this case has been finalised, we have, don't we, these people now in prison and um, things coming out about this case. And it takes us now to the failings of the services that put this child back, you know, or first of all, put them with these people. And um, also then, <clears throat> after David was arrested for the sexual assaults of these children, to put Grace back in to the care of this woman. And I think, listen, there's been many, many things on this case because the police force, so the way they dealt with it has come out. Lots of agencies have done, you know, done so. It's about five years um, it took really for changes to have Grace's Law put in place where people have to be really, really made accountable for their actions now. If you are going to be a social worker and a child social worker, you have to take your job seriously, whether there is funding cuts or whatever. If we have laws in place, which we do have for children, in the protection of children, they need to be pushed. And, you know, a law is only as good as the person that's implementing that law. So you have all these laws, and social services have very major laws that they can utilise to remove these children and keep these children out of harm, as they did when they took Grace away from her mother all them years before. But they also have laws and you know, lots of different things going on for children to protect children, but they're just not working. They're just not working. I think it gives us an illusion, really, that our children are safe because of all these policies and procedures and stuff that's put into place. But them are only as good, you know, as the people that's implementing them. People have to care about the rights of children. People have to care about children's safety. They really do. It can't just be a job. You can't just tick a box and say, I've looked at this child or no, that's all right. You actually have to do more than that to protect children, especially these days, as offences against children are rising. This is unfortunately not a one-off case. There are many, many cases like this happening all the time because no one is enforcing the laws that are in place. Now, there has been some changes. Give them that, right? There has been, and in Pennsylvania, the Department of Human Services uh, investigated this issue 
and um, there are sweeping changes but them changes have took up to about five years. Uh, there's also changes in the, the uh, Commonwealth Children's Welfare, well, welfare System in this um, throughout and this is what Grace's Law is all about. It's to try and make sure that something like this doesn't happen again. But what they need to also implement in here is when they look at offenders like this and those female offenders that sometimes on face value these people don't expect female offenders to do this sort of thing so they're not looking for it it's so easy isn't it to blame the partner a lot of the times even though really now we know that this girl was an instigator of a lot of this stuff she encouraged it she liked to watch and you know which is awful for these children because Grace had nowhere to go nowhere to go really when you think about it she was abused all her life by these people then placed back in the care before she was murdered in such a horrific way it's just a shocking case this when you think of these failings now um, a lot of these agencies were sued and I think in Grace's um, fund or um, uh, estate really now uh, they were sued for 8.9 million dollars uh, really which showed the failings along in this case now at that time of that they were still waiting for reports to come out on changes but there has been changes as I said you can change what you want and you can put in place all this stuff but you have to make sure that you enforce the changes that you put in place to protect our children and protect people like Grace you, we have to because what's the point of a law if we're not going to use it but also, what's the point of laws against sexual offences against children when we're giving people 18 months, two years, and letting them out? There's no deterrent there, right? There's no cure for a paedophile. You know, you have these do-gooders that's going to tell you, you know, oh, you know, you know, they've had their, you know, rehabilitation. No, right? No, there is no rehabilitation. There was no rehabilitation. There never would be. But also for this Sarah Packer, there is no rehabilitation for these people. It's all bullshit. Don't listen to it, right? These are paedophiles, these are sexual offenders of children, and there is millions of them out there. Now, a lot of them now are online, and a lot of them do different things. But this people, these people weren't able to do this sort of crime because the laws and the policies in place didn't protect this child. And that's what's got to change. We have to really force our governments our local communities need to get together and really start enforcing these laws that are, you know, to protect our children. It's really, really important that we do that. Nothing is going to bring Grace back, is it? And this girl, you know, died terribly. And she was a lovely girl. And so it brings me back really to what her brother said about her. She would have done anything. She would have given her own life to save another child. So all he's asking is that you talk about what's going on out there. You do something about it. You share it, her story, her case. And then more laws may change and more children may be saved. Now by telling this story, one life is saved, right? One child's life is saved or one law is changed. And this is what he's trying to say. This is what he's trying to say, this Josh, her brother. Listen, all you adults out there, this is what's really going on in the world. And if we hide from it, sweep it under the carpet, pretend it's not happening, it's only going to get worse. So listen, 
This has been the Grace Packer case, a shocking case I know, but one that needed to be told. So thank you for watching. Until the next time, bye-bye.